was going to happen, and it didn't happen yet. Stop crying. There is life in it yet. Gideon began with 32,000 against the Midianites who had 135,000. There have always been, there will always be more of us than there are of them. We are remnant, revenant, resurrected revivalists. That's who we are. This is not a time to pray weak, timid prayers. A timid faith will be intimidated. Pray with boldness, pray with courage, pray without doubt, pray without fear. Jesus chooses unpolished people on purpose for his purpose. But God is saying you're moving beyond the gift and you're moving into the anointing. Rush Pizin gives us the greatest opportunity for evangelism known in the Christian church. Invite those you know, those you love, the poor, the stranger, the orphan, the fatherless, the widow, the widower, anybody hurting, lacking. Our responsibility to have the presence of God is to bring them in. Where did we lose this in the church? Your Bible says that the sun, the moon, the stars are for the purpose of marking religious festivals or I like better, sacred times. So the Hebrew word, as I shared with you, was Moadim. It's usually translated festivals, and it means a set time or an appointed time. September, October, when we get over here, there are three feasts in this feast season. The first one is the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, the head of the year. That's God's new year. Doesn't come in January comes over here in September, October, depending on the lunar cycle. Watch this. Second, 10 days of all, then the second feast day is Yom Kippur, or the Day of Atonement. And then there's a separation between this first section and the last section called the Feast, not Season, but the Feast of Tabernacles, Sukkot. It means booths. Leviticus 26, over in chapter 26, verse 11, I believe. Yeah, here we go. I will set my tabernacle among you. This is God. And I will not abhor you. Verse 12. I will walk among you. Think of that. The God of heaven and earth. The Elohim. El Shaddai. Jehovah. Isus Hakaboth will walk among you and I will be your God and you, you'll be my people. Now, at Sukkot, observant Jews do something very particular. They, the observant Jews still do this. There's the Leviticus scripture that I just shared with you right there. 
and they would build this temporary shelter called a sukkah or a booth. Now the booth could only reach 30 feet high, but there's no limitation to the length or the width of the sukkah because the sukkah had to be large enough for an entire family to get in. And here's, here's one of the major parts. They had to have room for guests because this feast symbolizes unity and it is focused on invitation, on inviting as many people as they could during that seven-day feast to celebrate together the goodness of God. Tabernacles is a call to relationship, to power, to the infilling of the Holy Spirit. It's a call to dwell with the Holy One of Israel. Deuteronomy 16, 14 says, be joyful at your feast, your sons and daughters, your men servants, your maid servants, the Levites, that's the priests, the strangers, the fatherless or orphans, or the widows. When he's talking about strangers, the fatherless, the widows, he's talking about strangers, orphans, and widows. And basically what he's saying is, it's fine for you in your sukkah with your family to eat the fat, to drink the sweet. But he said, don't forget those for whom nothing is provided, those with less than you, those who are in need, right? So we, when we're eating and drinking, especially as we're remembering the Feast of Tabernacles, should always invite strangers, orphans, and widows because True joy, huh, tweet this, true joy is shared joy. Now, let's get into some things you may have never heard of. Jewish custom celebrates shared joy with something called ush pizen. Ush pizen. It means welcoming guests. Welcoming guests. Do you know that one thing folks rarely ever talk about in church leadership is something that God in the New Testament talked about very, very much, and that is that you must have a spirit, watch me, of hospitality, willing to share your home, to invite folks, to encounter the God that lives there, and moreover, the spirit of hospitality, to go into the highways, the byways, the hedges, and find those that need the love of God and compel them to come into God's sukkah, the church. Now, the tabernacle's feast lasted for seven days, right? So there's seven nights of sukkah. And every one of those nights, God, in order to show us that we're supposed to invite friends, family to encounter him, he says, I'm gonna bring guests with me. 
God said, not only am I gonna show up, I'm gonna bring some of the holiest men of Israel and I'm gonna invite them to join your household and your guests in celebration in your sukkah, in your home. Now, as every one of these guests visits the sukkah, he empowers those gathered together with his particular anointing and his unique revelation of God. Do you understand that my revelation of God is different than your revelation of God? And we're all supposed to be progressing in our revelation of God? So God said, the first guest that I'm gonna bring during those seven days, I'm gonna bring Abraham. Now, Abraham embodies the loving kindness of God. You can find that out in Genesis 13, eight, nine. The loving kindness of God. Abraham and Lot were in a struggle and they were fussing with each other. And Abram said, look, let there be no strife, right? He's a strife breaker. Wouldn't you love to bring a strife breaker to your house? <laughs> Hallelujah. Wouldn't you love to bring folks in strife into your home where the Spirit of God manifests that there need be no strife between us, right? He said, don't even let our friends and our relatives argue with each other. The whole land's before us. He was a giver. Abram said to Lot, let's separate from each other. You wanna go left, I'll go right. You wanna go right, I'll go left. Oh my great God, how we need that to visit our homes how we need to bring hurting people at war with each other into our churches that they might see Jesus demonstrating loving kindness. Mark 10, 13, they brought the children to him and the, the disciples, the spiritual knuckleheads, rebuked them and, and, and not, don't let them touch me is what they thought Jesus would say, but no, no, no. He rebuked them and he said, suffer the little children to come to me. Forbid them not. Oh my, have we forgotten a generation? Have we forgotten to invite them to the house of God? Did God bless you with that big beautiful Cadillac car, that beautiful minivan for you to come to church alone on Sunday morning? No, no, no. God said, look, you bring guests, I'll bring guests, and my guest and my Holy Spirit will break off them everything the devil put on them and put back on them everything the devil put on. The second visitor, God said, I'll bring Isaac. He portrays the strength of God. Jacob, third visitor, truth. Genesis 32, 24. Jesus then, in the new covenant, also represents truth. John 14, 6, he said, I'm the way, I'm the truth and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. Fourth visitor, Moses personifies the eternal aspect of the word of God. Exodus 31, 18, when the Lord had made an end of communing with Moses, on Mount Sinai, he gave Moses two tablets of testimony, tablets of stone 
written with the finger of God. Listen, in the new covenant, Jesus is that living word. And he takes the flaming finger of the Holy Ghost and engraves his word, not on tablets of stone, but on the fleshly tablets of our heart where no devil can get to them. I believe we're on number, well, we're, we're going to get to Aaron, or I say Aaron. <laughs> Aaron exemplifies divine splendor, majesty, mm, the very presence of God. Jesus, Leviticus 16, 2 is where you find that. Jesus had that same spirit, that same divinity, that same splendor, that same majesty. Listen, he said, I'm gonna bring it to your house. I'm gonna bring it to your sukkah. I'm gonna bring it to your church. Matthew 17, 1. Six days, Jesus took Peter and James and John, his brother, brought them up to a high mountain alone. Sometimes you gotta get alone till you're not alone anymore. And he was transfigured before them. Jesus' face shone as the sun and his garments became white as light. Do you know God wants to manifest that same kind of glory in your home? and in your church, but you have to understand, see, you're getting a new revelation of what, how God wants to work in your life. Now when you study Moses, you'll have a whole different idea. Now when you hear the word Aaron, oh, he represents the glory of God in manifestation. Joseph, now what Joseph represents is the foundation and holiness of our walk with God. Joseph had Potiphar's wife begging him to have sexual relations with her, and he refused and refused and refused and refused. Why? He had foundational holiness, dedication, consecration. The Lord Jesus certainly believed in it. And then the last guest, David. David, the establishment of the kingdom of God and his sovereignty. That's who Jesus was. That's why we call him King Jesus, and he's sovereign. He is the sovereign ruler over all creation. That's what he wants to bring to your house, to your sukkah. He wants you to bring people, having the spirit of hospitality, to spend time with them in the everydayness of life, which is what Tabernacles is about, in the everydayness of your life. You're eating, you're sleeping, you're going to work, going to school, everyday life. He wants you to understand, I'm with you. The seven spirits of God are with you. 
These seven visitors and their revelations of God are with you. And if you'll go and compel them to come in, not only to your home, but to church this Sunday morning. Ush Pizin gives us the greatest opportunity for evangelism known in the Christian church. Invite those you know, those you love, the poor, the stranger, the orphan, the fatherless, the widow, the widower, anybody hurting, lacking. Our responsibility to have the presence of God is to bring them in. Where did we lose this in the church? I'm gonna give you a staggering statistic right now. 91 or 92% of every person living in the United States of America will be born, live, and die, and never one time have anyone invite them to church. That's what Tabernacles is all about. It's a feast time, a time of remembrance, but it has prophetic meaning in those seven days. Would you just take a week and make, a, make an all-out effort to bring somebody to church? Now, the other thing that God said, he said at Passover, at Pentecost, and at Tabernacles, he said these set times during the year, Bring a special offering. And so I'm going to ask you to fulfill Deuteronomy 16, 16. He said three times a year, maybe you didn't do anything at Passover. Maybe you didn't do anything at Pentecost. Maybe you didn't do anything during the actual feast days on the calendar of tabernacles. But again, that can be yours anytime you receive the revelation, like right now. So God, I believe, would be saying to you, you've received this revelation. Now I want you not to appear before me empty-handed according to Deuteronomy 16, 16. And then in Deuteronomy 16, 14, he said, make sure that offering goes for strangers, orphans, widows, those for whom nothing has been provided. Now in the three decades, I want, I want to say that again, the three decades, that's 30 years, that the Missions Outreach, a breakthrough, Bridge of Hope, has provided help to the hurting. Think of that. But this year has been one of the most challenging of those 30 years. This year's natural disasters have been some of the largest and most devastating in history. Others have produced so-called perfect storms of hunger, starvation, and all too often, many, many hundreds of thousands have perished. We're blessed by God to live in the greatest nation on this planet, brimming with abundance, brimming with hope, even in the worst of our times, it's still true during this 
feast, we celebrate God's blessings. Thank you, Lord, over every single one of us. We always remember those who are counting on us to share with them the blessings that God has given to us. And I, I want to implore you in the Lord, please prepare an, a, a very, very extra special Tabernacles commanded offering of $50 or more. If you can do more, please do. Perhaps a $50 gift in each hand, $100. And when you do, you will help Bridge of Hope continue its vital work of over 30 years, wherever and whenever desperation, desperation cries out for help. Your generous gift will also help rush, hear me, 50,000 life saving meals to children and their families across the Horn of Africa, Sudan, Somalia. $50 will help one mother and her children for an entire month. $100 will bless two mothers and their children. It's so little to accomplish so very much. Please help us today. Just call the number, it's right there on your screen and it's available 24 hours a day. Or you can place your Tabernacles offering right now at rodparsley.com and it will go to work immediately. I'm agreeing with you that all seven Tabernacles blessings promised by the Lord in his word will come into manifestation in your life and the lives of those you love most as you communicate with strangers, orphans, and widows who have nothing. Thank you for your Christ-like generous support. I know God will return because he said, he that lends to the poor, God said, I will repay. Earthquakes in Morocco, record hurricanes forming on both coasts, and overwhelming flash floods have left millions in great need. Widespread famine and lack in the Horn of Africa continues to threaten young children's lives. During the Feast of Tabernacles, God directs us specifically to sow, to bless the stranger, the orphan, and the widow. Your commanded offering is critical today to Bridge of Hope's missions outreach wherever help and hope is needed. To thank you for your compassionate tabernacle seed of $100 or more, you'll receive Dr. Parsley's new feast series, Dwelling with God. Each of the messages revealed the deep mysteries of the Feast of Tabernacles. Plus, we'll add the insightful book, The Sukkot Mystery Revealed. We'll also include other bonus gifts to enhance and enrich your spiritual walk. Obey God's command to not appear before Him empty-handed. Sow an uncommon Sukkot seed of $1,000 or more, and we'll send you this beautiful red glass and black marble atonement flame. The base is engraved with lyrics from the hymn, The Cross, The Blood. Please call, write, or sew online before this feast season ends on October 6th 
Every Tabernacle's gift of love will receive our beautiful Blessings of Obedience 16-month calendar. Sow in obedience to God's command and believe for the Blessings of Tabernacles to be released in your life. Call or give safely online today. If God told you something was going to happen and it didn't happen yet, stop crying. There is life in it yet. There have always been, there will always be more of us than there are of them. We are remnant, revenant, resurrected revivalists. That's who we are. Pray with boldness, pray with courage, pray without doubt, pray without fear. And you're moving into the anointing. Well, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank the many thousands of you that have sent in the names of your family members who are in need of personal salvation to be covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Joan and I, We've been so very moved by the number of children's names that you've sent to us to pray over. We must, we absolutely must take the gospel to this generation, beginning with the children. Our window of opportunity with them is very, very short. So I pray that you'll call or write to Joni and me today, include the names of those of your family, your loved ones that you want to see come into the kingdom of God. The Spirit of the Lord is moving with you, impressing your heart to do more for the advancement of his kingdom. I know that. And I believe you're ready. It's time to take the limits off everything God has for your life. So please, join Joni and me in just a few days for Valor Christian College's fall VIP weekend. There's nothing like late October in Ohio, October 27th through the 29th, three Holy Ghost-filled days just for you. We're going to have student panels. We're going to have rapid class lectures. We're going to have campus tours and a whole lot more. Now listen, I'll be preaching. My daughter Ashton Blair will be preaching. Bishop Evans and Miss Ashley Karayuki will be preaching. Evangelist Deborah George will be here. Chris Durso is going to be with us during this weekend. His dynamic Holy Ghost ministry is nothing short of life transformation, and destiny altering. City Harvest Network pastors will be here from all over America. Listen, you cannot miss your opportunity for those three days of Holy Ghost inspired impartation, freedom, joy, victory, deliverance, peace, hope, and help. Oh, I know you want to be here. The entire event is absolutely free. So go ahead and register so we can be fully prepared for your arrival right here on our campus. Just go to theevent.vip, theevent.vip. I'll be looking so forward for you to be here with me 
just a little later this month at VIP Weekend, Valor Christian College, where world changers are made. I'll see you next time right here on your breakthrough, too.